All right, guys, welcome to Into the Fatherverse, episode five. We're recording on Sunday, February 28th. I am your host, Trey Stevens, joined by Tim Rose, Fred Metcalf, and Clay Vendez. Uh, we're going to start off the episode by reminding everybody to go to our Twitter at, at Fatherverse. Uh, Facebook is Into the Fatherverse. We're on YouTube at Into the Fatherverse. And our email is into the fatherverse at gmail.com. If you could, please like, subscribe, share, leave a good review, anything you can to help us out. We're uh, some poor guys trying. No, we're not really trying to make money, but it would be nice. <laughs> uh, we're going to start off with Tim. You been doing anything this week? I know you... Uh, I've been incredibly busy. Uh, yeah, no, not not really. Um, I've restarted Community. I don't know if you guys have ever watched that show. It's a great show. Um, my oldest daughter has just started uh, My Hero Academia, and um, I've been playing a little bit of Fortnite with them because that's all they play, unfortunately. Um, I, I don't mind Fortnite, but it's not my thing. Uh, but um, that's it. I mean, that's the very little I get. I, I spend it with them. So, yeah. 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 I don't blame you at all. All right, Fred, you've been doing, playing anything? Um, nothing really new. I've been playing Smite and RuneScape, I know, uh, a lot just because I've been taking advantage of their double EXP weekends they've been having going on. Smite had the new God reveal. So they did, um, they did a week-long times two uh, experience and worshiper event, and now they're doing a times three event this weekend. Oh, wow. So uh, that's basically all I've been doing playing-wise. Um, Have you tried Tiamat yet? Oh, yeah. I'm already starting to get masteries on it. Yeah? How is it? I haven't uh, actually got in. She is a very strange mage. Probably the tankiest mage, well, I don't know if it's the tankiest mage, but one of the tankiest mages that they've made. Her kit is ridiculous. She has like 15 abilities because <clears throat> her she's got two stances. She's either flying or she's on the ground. Um, when she's flying, her one is basically a, uh, a charged auto cannon. So as it levels up, you get more bursts. Oh, okay. Um, and it, it, I don't know, it, like, if you just get hit by one of them, it doesn't really do any damage. But if you charge it up all the way and you just rail someone with, like, 15 of them, uh, you'll melt somebody. Uh, the two is a stun, so it's a triangle area on the ground. And it um, detonates twice. The first one just kind of does a flash damage. And if someone gets hit by the second one, it stuns them and does a lot of damage the your third ability is a is how you switch stances so if you're in flying stance it'll dive to the ground and kind of stun the area and then her ultimate in uh flying stance she can summon one of three uh minions or something so like she can either uh, put a little portal on the ground and just like these little tentacle minions come out and just kind of do annoying damage in the area or she can spawn a kind of like a juggernaut minion, just one big beefy one that'll charge uh, enemies. 
or she can spawn a tornado that'll like track and follow the enemy and after a couple seconds it'll knock everyone up in the air that's just her uh air stance when she's in <laughs> when she's in ground stance her one um it's kind of a cone damage it does decent amount of damage but the perk is it can execute minions and uh, jungle mobs so if they get low enough health she can cast it and what she'll do if they've got a buff she will actually eat the buff and spawn a second buff so she can either pick up two buffs or she can you know grab a buff and drop one for someone else and i think that's crazy op they're probably gonna nerf that or something um her two in ground is a knockup, so it just sends out like a little shockwave, kind of like Reinhardt's Earth Shatter, and you know knocks people up. Her three in that one's a disengage, and she jumps back, back up in the flying stance. And her ultimate is she does a little like spinny thing, uh, like she basically just like spins in a circle, summons kind of like fire, and it uh, does a little bit of damage, knock up, and it um, <clears throat> as a soft CC or a silence, I guess and sets people on fire for a little bit of damage but i know that's super complicated because she's got so many freaking abilities and i i see a nerf coming in the future um when she's in ground she's tanky she's stupid tanky she's got a hmm. passive where like every damn like as she does damage she builds up damage mitigation to the point where if you manage to build your stacks up all the way you can dive into a team fight and you can go you know 5v1 uh, you're not doing any damage but they're not killing you so you can just literally just walk in have the entire team like focus you and just shrug it off like it's nothing huh. she sounds really cool she is um she's not like a traditional mage she does her damage is okay she's not great she's not bad she's just okay you know she's if you're really good with her and you get the setup just right you can secure kills with her but she's not gonna be you know Scylla one two tapping people mm -hmm. she's just I don't know. I think the the biggest hit I've gotten with her is like 500, and that's going full attack power and pen. You know, in Scylla, you build her right, you can start dropping people for two, three thousand with her uh, her two. So, you know, it's it's got a lot more sustain and less burst damage. Oh, okay. I really like her though. She's probably one of my favorite gods that have come out because usually when they come out they are broken they are crazy broken like the uh, danzaburo i think i think that's how you pronounce the name it was the last god that came out still broken to this day absolutely broken i went like 25 and 2 with him last night getting two pentakills and like you don't do that in that game <laughs> yeah I, every time i play i see somebody using it yeah, because he's broken right now. But anyway, other than uh, that, you know, watched WandaVision. We've got a couple shows that we watch every week. Um, you know, WandaVision's one of them. The Rookie. Uh, then there's 911 and 911 Lone Star. Mm -hmm. Those are kind of the, the shows that we make sure to watch every week together. We're actually a couple episodes behind on 911. And she didn't like Lone Star, which eh, I like Rob Lowe, but the show itself, I think we watched two episodes and it was all right. So 
Lone Star, it gets a it gets a lot better. I think with that one was it was started out very low budget. Oh, okay. Because they were just trying to do a spin off. Because you know, nine one one is actually very successful, and I really yeah, like it. Nine one one's really good. The writers in nine one one are also phenomenal. Mm-hmm. In nine one one Lone Star, a lot of it feels super forced. Oh, okay. And I, I think it's just because like the writers aren't the best. But as the show has continued and I guess picked up popularity, they've upped the budget or something because the show has gotten a lot better. What was that, Oh, What is it about? Uh, I have never heard of it. Uh, You got it. I was going to say, yeah, uh, 911 uh, Lone Star or the regular one. uh, The regular one is based in... um, California and basically what it or LAFD Los mm-hmm. Angeles Fire Department is the the main focus but basically it just follows a you know a 911 dispatcher uh, the Los Angeles Fire Department the Los Angeles Police Department and how they you know just kind of their lives it's it's not like a reality show it's you know it's a you know drama e TV show so it yeah, just like kind of like a Chicago Fire kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah literally, just like that. Except, it, you know, much better. And it follows <laughs> all of their lives. So, you know, it it's actually really good. And I think it might be one of the first shows of its kind that doesn't just have, like, a single focus on one element. It, it focuses on the entire operation as a whole so it's it's actually really good it covers from the police department side the dispatcher side to the fire department side and then it also you know it covers their personal lives as well so how the job impacts them and some of the real life issues that people face that are in those jobs it's actually really really good and it's very well written and I really like it. Nine One One Lone Star is based in Texas, and <clears throat> same exact concept, but nowhere near as good. Uh, it's gotten a lot better. So you know, I say give it. If you're gonna watch uh, Lone Star, you know, give it a couple episodes. It starts to pick up, I guess, as the writers got their their footing. But the uh, the first few episodes, not too good. Yeah, and I can't touch on Lone Star, but I know the original. They touch on some very tough topics and deliver very well i mean i won't spoil much but one of the main characters for a while is married to a very abusive husband and they touch on that really well because obviously it's a it's a touchy subject for a lot of people but yeah that's what i really like about it they deliberately talk about very uh, sensitive very you know taboo in the mainstream media topics they they make it a point to put those front and center and most shows try to avoid that but 911's like nah we're just gonna make an entire episode based on this one thing that no one wants to talk about and they do it really really well hmm. yeah i would agree with that is that on and netflix the- no it's on hulu yeah it's on hulu oh okay, yeah it's a yeah, i'm, it's a I'm, I'm not watching show. it there <laughs> Uh, so Clay, what have you been up to? Not much, really. Haven't had time to play a lot of stuff this week. So what I've been doing is reading more comics. Hmm. Let's definitely uh, get into it. Yeah, yeah. Like, because I can just take out my phone and spend like twenty minutes reading a, a volume. It's yeah, quite 
quick. So <clears throat> this week, or you uh, could play RuneScape. You can do that on your phone too. Just <laughs> saying. I have it on my phone, but <laughs> I have I, ha I have to make an account and stuff. I haven't really tried it. Just and, read and, the I, and I just have the old version of RuneScape, so I don't have the one you play anyway. First, get rid of the iPhone. Then you can get it. It was it was a gift. I was I was planning to get in a, a Samsung Note, but uh, I got this gift, so I guess I'm stuck with Apple. First world problems. <laughs> <laughs> so Clay, I see you've been reading uh, Marvel Zombies. Yeah, uh, I actually uh, read Volume One. Yeah, because Volume okay. Two is not included on the subscription, so I, I read Volume One of Marvel Zombies, and then. Uh, I, I got, I don't know, I got the zombie bug, so I started also reading Disease, which is the, the zombie, DC. yeah, the DC zombie thing, and they, they are very, very different. They are incredibly different. So I read Deceased as it was coming out. Uh, I believe they're still doing tie-in stuff. I, I haven't read. Deceased is very, very serious. <laughs> Marvel yeah. Zombies is not. Is not. Um, I highly recommend with Marvel Zombies, if you liked Volume 1, read Volume 2. I didn't read past that. Uh, so Volume 1 and Volume 2 are actually written by Robert Kirkman, who is the writer of The Walking Dead, among a lot of other things. After that, yeah. he after Volume 2, he actually stopped. Somebody else picked it up. So I haven't read after that, but 2 is very good as well. If you liked 1... They definitely continue the goofy storyline. Yeah, the second and I one. mean, if it's the same writer for both, mm -hmm. uh, it's basically like uh, volume volume three. If it has another writer, is basically something else. Like it's not part of them of the vision of the guy that made the whole thing. Right. Up. So he definitely at the end of volume two kind of wraps it up where you could see if they didn't make any more, it'd be totally fine. Uh, but yeah, you can tell he he made the Walking Dead. A very serious <clears throat> book yeah which if you haven't read it it's really good as well but then he he kind of said hey what if walking dead was just a complete joke yeah. let's make that yeah uh the the thing i i wasn't expecting it's uh usually when you watch a zombie thing uh you follow the survivors right that that's mm -hmm. those are the main characters and in this one he was like no uh, the main characters are going to be the zombies and if you haven't read it uh, in Marvel Zombies, the zombies are they are not mindless. They can they can speak, they can think. They get clouded by the hunger they have, but uh, so they they are sometimes irrational and stuff like that. But when they are they just ate, they they have clarity. So they can even uh, for for example, they would uh, the ones that that are scientists and stuff can make can make machines and things like that, that, that would help him get more food. So yeah. it's it, what they do is they follow them. And it's, it's really, it's basically a focus on, on dark humor, very, very dark humor It's definitely more gross than, than the DC one. Uh, Cause it, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of, I don't know, uh, rotting bodies and a lot of oh yeah falling body parts and and it's kind of like yeah it's it's very very dark and very grim but in a fun lighthearted kind of way yeah 
Uh, so if you, nobody has read it, like Clay was saying, it's basically the main superheroes. A lot of the main superheroes from Marvel get turned into zombies. And uh, I mean, they're definitely not afraid to cut off somebody's head and just carry it around for the, yeah. for a good couple weeks. Yeah. And, and, and when when the vault, when at the first issue, they already ate most, most, if not, if not all of the population, because they get together. And since they all have superpowers, they make sure to pick every single country in the world and and leave no no one behind yeah so yeah and and as i said you see their point of view and and their <clears throat> their line of thinking of how they are going to get their next meal yeah whereas deceased uh is more along the uh, the normal trope for zombies yeah. uh following the the human survivors and I guess some superhero survivors as well, but yeah, uh, it's heroes. Yeah. And, and that's a good read, mm -hmm. but I would definitely say Marvel zombies is a fun read. Yeah. Uh, I really, uh, really like this is, but it's more of what you would expect. Like if I tell you, uh, there's a superhero zombie comic, you would probably think something along the lines of this is, which is, uh, superheroes are, are getting, infected and humans are getting infected too and the superheroes that are left are trying to to isolate themselves with another survivors and all all of that all of the of the sorrow all of the desperation all that comes with with uh zombie movies and zombie comics it's you get that on disease they have a couple of of different uh tropes in it uh, for example, the the virus is spread to to electronics, so it's basically an, an equation. So you, if you see it, you get infected, and so you can pass it around like a regular zombie virus, or you can just uh, if you see this this equation that people are sharing online, you get infected as well. So, but yeah, it's more focused on on, on the superheroes trying to gather whatever survivors are left. And trying to either leave the planet or or create safe havens for people to coexist. Mm -hmm. uh, it goes some places. I'll I'll tell yeah. you that it it definitely. Uh, I got bored of it. You did? I did. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I read the main run. The main run wasn't bad. It was all the tie-ins <clears throat> that they started doing. It went oh, from yeah, I haven't read that. Hey, let's do let's do this little mini series to oh wow this mini series did really well let's do a bunch of other crap and yeah. I, those I kind of got bored with. Yeah, I read volume one and I think the ending it had uh, it was uh, it wrapped up things very well. Mm -hmm. it, it left it left it uh, it was left open to possible sequels and they did. They, actually, right now there's. This is Dead Planet, I think it's called, mm -hmm. which is the second volume of the main, like, if basic, it's basically the sequel. But they made a lot of prequels that uh, with other heroes happening during the same, um, the during the first volume, but in other parts of the planet, which don't seem very interesting. So I would recommend just reading volume one. And I haven't read volume two, but it's, I don't, like I don't feel like reading it anyway because it's like 50 years in the future or something like that. It's it's 
a few decades in the future, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah. The the volume one stands on on its own. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, I mean, they're both fun reads. <clears throat> and like you, uh, I've actually been reading a lot more comics than usual. I also subscribed to Comicsology for just one month, so I could get caught up on the current Transformers run. They had like half of the issues part of the subscription. Then I bought the rest during the sale. Uh, very good. Anybody's Transformers fan, which I know you guys aren't, and I'm going to talk about it till I'm blue in the face, but uh, it's very good. They're definitely doing some really neat things. Um, I did buy the first issue of Transformers Beast Wars that they just released for Beast Wars 25th anniversary. I haven't read it yet. I... <laughs> I know last week I said I didn't like the CGI of Beast Wars, but I'm not going to lie. I wish this comic kind of had the art style of that. Whereas why? It, uh, it's just, it's, I, I hate ugly, watching man. it, 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 but it's so I, fun. How can you like that? It looks it's, awful. Well, yeah, whatever. Okay. I, yeah, I like it because fun. I watched it when it came out and at the time it wasn't terrible. Is that it? No. Nostalgia? So, yeah. Yeah. Whereas uh, this comic has the IDW art style that all their other comics have, which I'm okay with. Again, I haven't read it. It may be trash. <laughs> it may be good. Um, I'm excited for that. Let's see. I, uh, I'm actually, uh, since you have the subscription, I don't know. Have you read Invincible? I have read like the first three or four volumes. Yeah. Every single volume it's free on. on oh, is it? And it's I know included they, with subscription. Yeah. They announced the TV show. I'm not sure when it'll be coming yeah, out. There's an animated TV show coming out. So uh, actually, I'm planning on reading the the comics since they are all a, included. Yeah. You're just on a Robert Kirkman kick, aren't you? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like he's he does very, very good stuff. He does really well. Yeah. So and I've heard really, really great things about about this comic. So I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to read all of the volumes since they are all free i i think my favorite of his is probably the walking dead but invincible's right there it's it's very good yeah i i i've been uh keeping away from the walking dead because not because because it's bad because i know it's good i know it's better than the show but it's so long like and it's still going i think right no 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 it ended oh okay how, how many volumes uh it? volumes i don't know single issues i want to say 150 yeah, that's that's quite a lot. I mean, so it's going to been... take I actually just read it all not long ago when I got the bundle on Humble Bundle and it's it's definitely worth it. By the way, uh, this is very addicting. Like I hadn't read a single comic like 2 weeks ago and now I've read like 10 uh, different volumes of different kind of comics. Wait till I get you hooked on Transformers. <clears throat> nah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm 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 maybe um I'll maybe read uh Transformers versus the Terminator just cuz it's it sounds kind of fun. Yeah, you'll probably read the Transformers My Little Pony crossover. Is, uh, is that a thing or No, yeah, there definitely is. Yeah. Uh other than comics, um I've been playing a couple games. The first I don't know if you guys use EA's Origin client. I'm not going to lie about bash my head into this desk the other day. I decided to re-download Mass Effect 2, um, which I think I actually have on Steam, but it let me tie to Origin. 
because Steam doesn't have the DLC available individually, I believe is what happened. So I bought bought them on Origin. Long story short, I re-downloaded the game, tried uh, downloading all the DLC, and it kept getting frozen. It just wouldn't download. So what happened is, <laughs> oh my God, it was so annoying. I had to uninstall Origin, reinstall it three things would download then it would stop so i had to uninstall it reinstall it it would download i ended up uninstalling and reinstalling probably five times just to get all the dlc to download damn it was obnoxious uh other than origin i've just been playing a lot more valheim i'm mm. <laughs> i'm really enjoying that game it's uh just an easy mindless hey all right i need to go mine some ore let's go out there swing a pickaxe while watching something yeah. I, I downloaded it uh, last week, and was it, first first of all, I wasn't expecting it to be 500 uh, megabytes. Yeah. So it, it downloaded like in two minutes, and and I thought yeah, the file was corrupted or something. Something happened because I didn't expect it to be that that small. It definitely looks like it's not uh, it because it's not a, a graphics focus game. It looks very old school, very uh, you like very polygony kind of deal. I'll, yeah, I, it 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 it's weird because it looks kind of potato graphics, but I I like their art style. It's it's very uh, minimalistic, very simple, but it works. It makes the the game feel feel good. Uh, it makes the game feel fluent and and it makes it not not be a uh, big file so I- i'm guessing like they're gonna make it work on mobile and stuff like that because it's so so lightweight yeah i was looking it's made on unity so very easy to turn it into a mobile game but it's also early access so mm-hmm. I- i've yeah. had a lot of experience with early access developers making a game and it's just horrible potato 8-bit graphics and then you know, after a year of early access and they get all the bugs and kinks worked out, they release the HD texture packet that's like 20 plus gigs and brings it into the modern day graphics. So uh, I probably, ex- that's what I'm expecting will happen. And for it being such a small file, there there's a lot of content in there. Uh, I've seen some stuff a lot of people have made and I mean, people are building huge castles with long boats and all sorts of crap and i'm just in a little wooden hut like i just i'm just now able to make metal uh it's just kind of a nice mind-numbing side game to play uh in between watching something or like i said i'm gonna i'm probably gonna dive in pretty deep into mass effect 2 uh because the remake's just a little too long <laughs> and it's still coming out in may i think uh we're gonna get into the news uh there's not a whole lot it's a kind of a lot of disappointing news, in my opinion. I guess some exciting stuff from Sony. PSVR will be coming to PS5. Mm. I'm Is not it sure. Wireless? I don't believe so. No, there will be yes, one wire that still goes to the PlayStation. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I haven't even tried the regular PSVR. That's not something I really care about personally, but. I, I'm excited for like the future of VR, but yeah. from what I've seen, it's not there yet. So I'm not going to invest in it. Yeah. I mean, in the ones that are there, like I've heard the index is really well. I mean, you're going to pay, you're going to pay a lot of money. 
something I'm not willing to do. But some semi-exciting news from Sony is uh, they have announced that Days Gone will be coming to PC as well as they plan on other Sony exclusives. Uh, might be kind of cool. One that I would like to see is Bloodborne. I, I don't think that'll happen, but that'd be neat. It's I really hope that they plan on porting a lot more because I don't get to play PlayStation games unless it's on PS Now or... Yeah. No, that's it. So, like, <laughs> if it doesn't come out for PC, I don't get to play these games. So, I mean, I I'm, I'm sure ports. it's... I'm, just, I'm, I'm sure it's a hard decision for, for them because, for example, if every single uh, PlayStation exclusive came out on PC, I wouldn't have a PlayStation. We just have my PC. Well, these all seem to be games that have been out for at least over a year that they're yeah. porting over. So I think at this point they're getting diminishing returns, and so they're they're getting a new market. Yeah, exactly. There's going to be more people buying it. Um, some more sad news. If you're an Anthem fan, uh, Bioware has announced that they are canceling Anthem 2.0. Oh no! And uh, they're going to be putting resources towards Dragon Age 4 which they have announced will be a single player only game now. Uh, not it's not Anthem. A... Honestly, I enjoyed Anthem. I played through it. Uh, the story was okay. The flying around felt amazing. How long did you play it for? I'm mm, uh, probably less than 20 hours. I mean, it, it wasn't, did you finish it, it wasn't a lot. Yeah. I finished the story and I was really excited because it was supposed to be a what live service game. Yeah. They had a couple dungeons which were kind of cool. It's just, you know, there the roadmap kind of became non-existent. So I fell off of it. I think it would have been really cool if they would have done an Anthem 2.0. But let's be honest, I'm a bigger fan of Dragon Age than I am Anthem, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, same for me. And I've I've played Destiny before, and it felt kind of like that. So I yeah. And, and I don't really. I'm not really a fan of Destiny. Uh, I I tried the first one enjoy it a bit but i'm not a fan of the whole games as service thing so i didn't even look at that one eh, i i mean now it might be worth it just because you could probably find it for super cheap but yeah now that they've uh, given up on it and they're not doing anything for it at all and like <laughs> you should give it a shot <laughs> hey if you yeah, can I mean, find it for five ten bucks the storyline's I mean, probably worth it yeah i mean it's a multiplayer game without players but it works I mean, I completely played it single player, except for the couple dungeons or whatever the heck they're called in that game. I mean, honestly, I played it online and most people just go about their own way anyway. Yeah. Like as soon as you go into an area, everyone just disperse. So because yeah. the first thing you want to do is fly. You don't want to fly in like a, you know, flying V like you just want to go and, you know, explore. So. Yeah, exactly. Um. Let's see some more EA stuff. They have announced they're going to be taking a more hands-off approach going forward after the success of Fallen Order and uh, Star Wars Squadron, plus with the failure of Anthem. Uh, yeah, that, that's the reason why I kind of brought this up is it seems like Fallen Order and Anthem had kind of a dominoes effect for different reasons where Fallen Order was... Um, so back when I was reporting on video games, um, I actually got to cover this story and when ea bought respawn in the contract respawn had it stated that they get to make a star wars game of their choosing that they've already been working on um and ea is not allowed to touch it they have no say over this game they can't they can't you know make them monetize it in any specific way you know no loot boxes all that good stuff it ended up being a commercial success yeah. and then you had anthem that took like 
eight years of development, I think it was something like that. It was something insane like that. And it was supposed to be a live service game, and it was supposed to monetize the hell out of the game and all that stuff. Um, I don't know if I could say that. Heck, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a curse word or not. Um, so, like, basically, and I don't know what's going on with EA right now. If they're restructuring or what's going on. But they, they basically decided that the live service thing wasn't as successful as they thought it was going to be. Um, solo games are doing pretty well. So now they're leaving all that kind of decision up to the studio. So we're going to see if, you know, companies that people were like, oh, that's just EA ruining the game. We're going to see if it really was EA or not. <laughs> if it really was these studios monetizing their own games and they just happened to be under the EA umbrella or if it really was EA making all these decisions. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I think the Bioware stuff was mainly EA, obviously. I haven't talked to anyone at Bioware, but that's definitely what it seems like. And the other it depends thing on what say, you mean by that. Like what what things at Bioware? Oh, I definitely the Anthem, all the monetization and that they were trying oh, to yeah. do in it. I mean, they're still have microtransactions in the game that's failing. Yeah. So uh and then the other thing I would say is unfortunately you know, for EA, the two games that they have been successful on are Star Wars, which they no longer own the rights to making Star Wars games. And so I think everyone, that was a rude awakening. For them. I'm, I'm excited to see if this has any effect in the Battlefield games going into the future. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, Battlefield 5 was terrible. Like, no one will say Battlefield 5 was a good game. Battlefield the, 5 was a good game. I mean, come on, even the developers abandoned ship halfway through. Like, they just came out and they're like, hey, we're no longer supporting this game. And we're like, wow, this was supposed to last another like two years. I mean, they literally made it through the first major content, you know, patch. And most Battlefield games have four or five different, you know, content DLCs or whatever. And Battlefield 5 had, I think, one. They mm -hmm. got into like the Pacific Theater and then they were just like, all right, we're going to release three maps for the Pacific Theater, and everyone hates this game, so we're done. We're just not going to keep going. And they finally had someone on, I think it was Reddit, uh, one of the EA or the Battlefield Five DICE community managers, came out and they're just like, hey, the reason that we can't fix any of the complaints that you guys have is because we don't have the technology to do it. We were hindered in the development process. And basically, they... It sounded like they were trying to blame EA without, you know, blatantly saying EA, you know, forced us or, or forced our hand in this. So I'm really excited to see what's going to happen because DICE has been really good. Like DICE has really good developers. The potential's always been really good, but they've gotten just worse and worse. And Battlefield Five was huge on the monetization. It was just kind of like an EA theme. So I'm, you know, like... <laughs> Everyone was quitting Battlefield Five because of all the hackers. Like there's just stupid amounts of cheating in the game. The, you know, the developers came out and said there was no anti-cheat. They had, they, there was, they didn't have the technology to develop one for the game. So there literally was no anti-cheat engine in the game. That's good. And instead of trying to do something to make the game better, or fix like auto balance or something, they released skins. You know, cosmetics, things that you could buy with real money. And like that was everyone just kind of like abandoned ship after that one. So I'm hoping that maybe the future of EA will be a little bit better. 
I mean, I know a lot of people are being very optimistic about it, but I'm kind of taking the opposite approach of like, what if it wasn't EA this whole time? Like, what yeah. if the studios that we all liked and we're like, oh, EA is ruining those great studios. What if it wasn't EA? And the other issue is with EA not having as much say um, on the games themselves, you have to assume that they're not going to throw as much money at these games as they were before. Like, I'm sure one of the stipulations of we'll give you tens of thousands of dollars to do this part of the game, but only if you monetize it in a way that we think we're going to get our money back. And without that happening, I kind of wonder, you know, some of these studios might honestly kind of up and fail without that kind of cash coming in and without the because as much as all of us as gamers hate, you know, loot boxes and, you know, these predatory monetary things they make a lot of money off of it and it's very successful. And I mean, they do it for a reason. And without that, I wonder, will they make yeah, but it? There's, there's better, like there's ways to do it that don't make it feel like you're being screwed. Like, you know, apex legend, I'm going to use that one as an example because EA had no involvement in apex legends at all. Um, it was, you know, completely done by the developing team and then was, you know, put out. And it was like the biggest success they've had in, what 10 years 15 years that was you know, also respawn yeah yeah like there was just like no like ea had like almost no involvement in that at all and then boom biggest game they've had in history basically and the loot boxes in that aren't bad mm-hmm. you know i don't mind loot boxes that are like fortnite loot boxes or you know apex legends or how smite does it you know they're cosmetic base you know it doesn't really change the fundamentals of the game it just makes it look prettier you know it's eye candy but then you had battlefield or sorry battlefront when it launched and the loot boxes i mean it was you want to have the better gun pay for it well if you want to have the better gun you can buy you know 5,000 loot boxes and there's like a 10 percent chance that one out of every 300 might have that gun so like that's how battlefront was you mean surprise mechanics yeah like it's surprise mechanics you guys heard about that right yeah overseas where they're getting sued and they're like we don't call them loot boxes we call them surprise mechanics everyone's like you've literally never called them that (laughs) (laughs) it's never gambling it's surprise (laughs) but like that's the kind of stuff i hate i have no problem you know with loot boxes and spending money on cosmetics and stuff because you know i want to it doesn't change the game but when it's like here you need to drop 500 dollars for a chance at getting the best gun in the game nope i'm not gonna play it yeah uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens that's that's definitely for sure uh yeah we just got some other smaller ones here uh republic commando they're gonna be re-releasing for ps4 and switch i'm kind of excited about it i played republic commando back on the xbox and it was a fun game i'm not sure the nostalgia holds up like maybe some of the other star wars games that they've been releasing but yeah we'll see i did not know they were redoing republic commando i love that game i have a freaking emulator on my uh laptop so i can play it that is one uh, of my all-time favorite games well, I don't. They're not redoing it. They're just porting it. Yeah, I think they're just porting it, like they did. Uh, uh, yeah. What they do? Jedi Knight uh, yeah. one and two. 
Mm. Oh, so it's not like a remaster. They're just no. re. Oh man. Yeah, they're just porting it. Yeah. Which, they, like Lame. I said, they've done with a couple other Star Wars games here recently. Uh, man, you have no idea. You got to be so excited. I don't know if, it, if if you are listening to this and you've never played it. Go play it. It was one of the only or like the first squad based Star Wars games ever. And it was amazing. I loved it. Like it was actually really, really well done for its time. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Uh, and I might get the port just for nostalgia's sake, but uh, let's see some other game stuff. Hogwarts legacy has been delayed from to 2022 from 2021. Really? That's not a huge surprise to me with the pandemic and development issues. And that seems like a pretty big scope of a project that they have with that. And there's a huge conspiracy, not conspiracy, um, problem going on with like the behind the scenes that we won't get into obviously, but like, you know, that that means this is going to be a massive commercial success. Because any game that has that (laughs) kind of controversy behind it, just it's like free publicity. So, you know, you know, look at battle, uh, battlefront two, which everybody was like, oh, we're not going to oh, loot boxes. We're not going to and, and outsold every Star Wars game ever because like everybody was talking about it. So, yeah. What controversy does it have? Uh, I don't know that we should get into it, really. I think podcast. that all that I've heard is there's some stuff going around J.K. Rowling. I would maybe oh, yeah, yeah. look that up if you're yeah. interested. But And there's one member on the development team, um, like one of the head people who um, has said some pretty controversial stuff in the past. Uh, currently, actually, I think oh, okay. he has a YouTube channel and he's... he's yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a maybe smart, but uh, other than that, we had... Um, what was, was that a Nintendo Direct? Another one for some pokemon games that they announced it was Uh, just a pokemon direct oh okay was it gold and silver remakes is that what it was ruby and diamond no ruby and sapphire are the gen before that oh is it ruby and yeah Mm -hmm. oh well then that makes me excited (laughs) yeah uh but as it's like brilliant so i don't remember i don't remember um i've already lost count um we're so good at this. <laughs> Obviously, we're not huge fans of yeah. Pokemon. I mean, I am, but these remakes things aren't really doing it for me. So uh, no, I'm a bit excited about the other one they announced. Uh, the one that it's, it's Legends. like, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like in the past. It's more RPG. Hmm. Uh, it's more of an RPG kind of deal. Uh, uh, it seems like they base it kind of in on on Breath of the Wild. They mm-hmm. went for that art art style and, and and that open world kind of gameplay. It doesn't good as it doesn't look as good as Breath of the Wild did, at least not in the trailers. But it looks interesting enough that I, I may try it. Yeah, it's definitely got some mobile game graphics going on there, but um, it looks really cool. And it's like and one it of the is. first games where you can actually just throw your Pokeball without doing any battling. First, you can just sneak up on it and throw it from you know, the grass or whatever, sneak up on a Pokemon. So that that's actually kind of interesting to me. Huh. Um, yeah, you don't have to battle it for You can, obviously, to weaken it, but you could just try sneaking up on it. Um, I mean, I'm a big Pokemon fan. It's just that with the remakes, which I'll probably still play, um, they're just not really... I, I played the originals. So going back and playing these new ones, which they're not improving, they're just changing the graphics. I, I guess that's an improvement. 
but like let's go pikachu and let's go eevee like we're basically like they took a game that was already super simple which is just rock paper scissors and then they're like let's make it even more simpler so now you throw your pokeball with like the joy con and it's just like you know then that's i think they're gonna do that again with these new remakes so i forget which ones they are already brilliant something and shiny something else or something like that i don't remember yeah, they, they, it's funny because po- Pokemon games make so much money for mm. Nintendo, like a whole lot of money. And I think they should, at, at the very least, improve their graphics so they are on par with other uh, video, with other console exclusives. But they don't, they keep the same art style, they keep the same camera, like they don't, I don't think they innovate enough. And because they, they would, they could cap, capital, capitalize on that. Like if they made uh, a Pokemon game game that looked like like uh, regular, like it looked like uh, Dragon Age or or Skyrim or something like that, they would make a whole lot more money because they would mm-hmm. get every single uh, Pokemon gamer that just dropped the games. But they don't they don't want to do that. They just want to keep doing the same the exact same thing, which is good, but it's it get it gets stale and it gets boring. Like if you, if you play all of them they are basically the same well also despite how much money pokemon makes being one of the biggest franchises game freak which is the company that makes these um games is super small they're very small i think they're under 100 employees oh wow and the uh the remakes aren't even done by them they're done by another studio so probably an even smaller studio that isn't doing anything at this time which is why the remakes don't change anything um but yeah, Game Freak is a very small company, so that's why they're just constantly reusing assets and slightly yeah. improving them. Sometimes I feel like Nintendo just doesn't like money. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, or they, they like it so like much they... they're very smart because they're like, yeah, if we put out this trash, yeah. people are gonna buy it. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah well, like, I, I don't know, man. Like there, there's so many questionable, questionable uh, business choices they've made in the. In the past, I don't, I don't know, like they, mm. I don't know if, they, if it's the culture or what, but they sure seem like they don't like money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, before we move on to the next story, just to clarify, it is Diamond and Pearl they're remaking. Okay, I know, uh, yeah. Well, just in case anybody is listening to this and yelling at us right now for saying other games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God. Just swore at myself. Yeah, I'm sure my wife is very pissed off that we're not getting it. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta be kidding me. That's the wrong Pokemon. Uh, We did have a Sony state of play. Eh, It was about as exciting as the Nintendo Direct earlier in the week. They also showed the same dodgeball game that looks like hot trash, in my opinion. (laughs) I mean, okay, cool. Uh, But they did um, announce the Final Fantasy remake integrate which is the part two of uh the remake arrive it's, it's, it's not really uh, okay well it's the part two of theirs oh okay right? so so uh i've been looking into it it's basically just an upgrade of the ps4 version like they're they are upgrading it for ps5 and they are adding an extra character with a small episode dedicated to them but it's it's not the part oh, two so- we're waiting for yeah Oh, okay. See, I thought this was part two, so excuse me. Uh, yeah, there yeah, was a okay. lot of confusion because that trailer was not clear. 
No, it wasn't. I was watching it going, is this a new level? Is this a new character? Is this, is, what, what are we doing here? And yeah. they did not make it clear. And then they named it something fancy, integrate or whatever. And it's like, yeah. now you've really not made it clear what's going on. So, yeah. Yeah, okay, it's basically well, like Final Fantasy Remake Special Edition or Definitive uh, Edition. Okay. Something like well, that. Well, that's definitely not as exciting. Uh, I will say what's exciting, though, is they did announce the PS Plus games for March, which one of them is the Final Fantasy VII Remake. I haven't played, so I'm really excited for the other game I'm excited for is Remnants from the Ashes, which is like a shooter Souls like. So, uh, have maybe you I'll played the it. the original Final Fantasy VII? No, I'm not. I really haven't played much Final Fantasy to tell you the truth. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Have you played the remake? No, because you don't no. have a PlayStation. No. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I feel like I just got insulted in that question. <laughs> you play the remake? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I have also only played the remake. I didn't play the, the original PlayStation One game, but I know there's actually uh, some stuff that it's different. Uh, there's some alterations, and they made it. They make it work in the in the lore. So mm. it's still uh, it's still surprising for people that already played the the first one. Just as a fun <laughs> backstory, it was one of my only ever PlayStation games I've ever played. And I wasn't aware that at the time you had to have a memory pack. So I got really far, like mm. hours, probably even days worth because I just kept PlayStation going and then died. And I'll, I, that's why I gave up on PlayStation. I was like, wow, I'll never go through that again. So like, cause you, there's no way to go back to it. I did hours of that game and it was just done. It was just, I didn't save cause there was no save spots or spot. So she's. <laughs> That's yeah. enough to do. Did you finish it? No. No, I never went back. I oh. died. And I was <laughs> very said, far good. in. And I mean, I'm talking like, because that game was long, 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 long. And I remember playing, I was probably up to like 12, 13 hours, whatever, and then died because you, there's an area where you just, not every five steps you take, you're attacked by an enemy. And it's supposed to be really challenging. And it was too challenging. And I didn't know that going into it because up until that point, the game had been super easy. And then I, I I just died, and I'm over here looking for all the save areas, and there there isn't one. You had to have a memory pack, and I didn't know that. And so I was like, you know what? I'm done with PlayStation, and I threw it in the trash. No, I didn't do that, but like I, I did use that as a DVD player for a while. That was it. Beat it with a hammer. Yeah. I only played, I don't even remember which one it was. It was for the PlayStation 1 back when I was a wee little tot. I don't. I cannot remember which one it was, but I didn't finish it, and that's the only Final Fantasy game I ever played. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I played a little bit of the MMO. It's not bad. Uh, just a couple more news stories. These are quick, easy movie updates. Uh, they finally gave a title to the new Spider-Man movie, which is Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, kind of cool they gave it a title. I mean, there's not much else to say about that. Yeah. And they did announce a new Superman movie directed by J.J. Abrams and Henry Cavill. Cavill is expected to sign. Uh, I don't really care about so J.J. Abrams. Th that news has changed quite a bit in the past 48 hours. Oh, Originally, it? it was that he was supposed to sign back on a Superman. And then they're like, no, he's not signing on. And then they're like, it's probably going to be Michael B. Jordan. Um, so no one knows what's going on. All the rumors are crazy right now. Everyone's just making assumptions left and right. Um, all we know is that it's JJ Abrams and, and then a different writer. That's all we really know. Well, 
J.J. Okay. Abrams has never released a bad movie. We're all silent because we're not sure if we're being sarcastic. <laughs> well, no, no, I mean like box office wise. Yeah. Like, oh, box office wise. Um, yeah. Just to be clear, like I am a super fan of J.J. Abrams, but I know that everybody else isn't. So, well, I'm, like, I'm saying like box office wise, like maybe maybe I'm not thinking of the right person right now because I'm. No, you're tired. right. He's every movie he's done has been a box office success. And so. they all look the same. Yeah, well, it's, it's he's, the, he's but. the flare light guy. <laughs> yeah, he's the shiny. Yeah, if you see flare lights on on the movie, it's probably him. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was making sure. Yeah, no, like every single movie he's released, which I I'm not a fan of half the movies he's done, but they've all been absolutely amazing yeah. in the box yeah. office. So yeah, he's, that's he's why he keeps getting only. work. Everyone yeah. keeps saying, "Oh, he destroyed Star Wars. He destroyed Star Trek." And it's like they, not according to the studios. He made he made bank, so like of course they're gonna keep bringing him back. Yeah. But. Transformers. I mean, I like the way his movies look. I like the whole trailer vibe of the whole movie, but I, I, I know I'm also alone on that. So no, I, I don't like think he's. I like how the look. Uh, I know people meme on it, but it, it, he makes them look uh, pretty and otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Especially when there are like uh, sci-fi and stuff like that, they make it look like sci-fi. It yeah. looks, uh, it looks like uh, kind of like fantasy, and I like that. I, I like that he plays with the cameras. Like all of them, think, just have something different about them. I don't know. I think that's I, the I, I camera like, I like operator. <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> I know that he did apologize for Star Trek because of all the lens flares. He he actually I did come out on Twitter and was like, I am really sorry for all the lens flares. It was he did overdo it like yeah. crazy, but yeah, they were not bad movies. That honestly, that was my introduction into Star Trek. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh mine too. Yeah, when I found out it was J.J. Abrams, I watched it and I, I thought it was pretty cool. And I didn't realize why until someone had made the observation that it was it was just a new hope. So, like, well, that's yeah. why I liked it, but, you know, it was okay. We'll see with Superman. Uh, we'll see what happens. He's also uh, just a producer. He's not directing or writing. So, oh, okay. Okay. I may they have put in the notes that he's directing, but he's not. He's producing. Yeah, so. they just said, hey, how about we put your name on there? Because we know mm. it'll blow the box office. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all of our news. So we'll get into Tech Talk with Fred uh, on the notes here. I believe that's not actually what we're talking about. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're changing it up a little bit because okay. uh, we uh, decided Tim and I were talking and both of us are really big into cooking. I just, am. A- okay, that's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> Still going with the original topic. Yeah. I, I think he, he doesn't have the notes open. <laughs> oh, I don't. Oh, do I need to know what's in the notes? And Mommy and get Daddy the joke, toys. you kind of have to. But... <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I'm going to look those up here in a minute, but I'm just going to keep talking and try and recover anyway. <laughs> Tim and I are really big into this topic. <laughs> don't throw me into Don't group me into oh, this. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a mutual agreement on this. <laughs> what you guys do outside of the podcast is between you guys. <laughs> Apparently, we, we were talking about it quite a bit. Fred must have just read the notes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, while, he, <laughs> while he's laughing, uh, I think he said we were going to talk about kitchen tech, not sex toys. <laughs> <laughs> this whole section's getting edited. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Good thing we're not monetized right now because <laughs> we just got demonetized instantly. <laughs> oh, man. All right, back on topic. Um, yeah, so going to talk about kitchen stuff because i don't know about clay well i know trey can't cook to save his life <laughs> yeah that's true frozen pizza yeah actually i know clay can't either that dude likes to burn his steaks all the way through uh-huh. but uh i'm learning <laughs> i'm changing that but, yeah I don't, I, don't cook, I don't cook nearly enough yeah so i love to cook i'm obsessed with the kitchen i have considered many times taking a career in that field but i'm also i don't hate myself (laughs) so that's never going to happen but um i've met many 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 you know like food network stars it's just it's a hobby and a passion of mine outside of my you know day-to-day work life so we decided we can cover some cooking kitchen tips and tricks and whatnot as we continue because I guess you know with families and whatnot it can be difficult to cook kind of annoying it's hard to spice it up pun intended uh, because you know no one wants to spend hours prepping and cooking you just kind of want to throw stuff together and go about your business so i think today tim and i were just kind of going to go back and forth on you know prep stuff isn't that right Mm-hmm. So, I don't, I don't really have like any of these massive like gadgets. I I looked. I tried to find some really like cool things to help with prepping, but I there, there was really nothing to like that's worthy of mentioning. Saying like, hey, go buy this like an Arlo, um, but I highly recommend. Like, I have a massive cutting board i finally upgraded from my crappy little plastic one to a um it's not expensive it was like 25 dollars. i just never bought one it is a massive like 12 inch by like 20 inch um bamboo cutting board it's it is huge but it's so nice having a massive surface to you know work with and then sharp knife like that that's about the only thing i can like off the top of my head for prepping that i think everyone should have and like <clears throat> knives sharpen your dang knives <laughs> like no my uh he's basically my stepdad um he's he had a set of knives i can't remember what they were they were um i think boston cutlery so they, they were you know good quality but he bought them back in you know 1970 and he was like yeah, i don't think i've ever sharpened these ever I use them every day, never sharpened them. It took me about a week and a half. That was back when they were made out of stone, right? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) It it took me like a solid week working on them, an hour or so a day to get them sharp again. Because they they were dull. They they weren't even dull. They were, I had to put a new edge on them. Completely like put a new edge with, you know, Japanese whetstones. And he just commented on him he's like wow i didn't realize how much you know a sharp knife makes a difference and it's like well duh 
Did he, did he call you screaming because he chopped off his fingers because he wasn't expecting it to actually work? And like, <laughs> you made them too sharp. <laughs> I was actually worried about that because like he picked it up and like the first thing he did was you know like ran his finger across it and it was just like, <laughs> did they these... really get sharp? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like mm, well, these are these are razor sharp. Thanks. Yeah, before that he just he just smashed his his food with the with knives and hope. Well, well, I mean, like, and I okay. Do you guys sharpen your knives? No, I just buy a whole new set. <laughs> well, I mean, but I mean, like, but really, though, like Trey, like, do you guys, you know, ever like take time to sharpen them? Uh, no. Yeah. But most of ours are actually ceramic knives. I need to get an actual knife set. Yeah, I, I wasn't being sarcastic. I buy a new knife set like yearly. <laughs> I don't sharpen mine. <laughs> I mean, okay, like that, that is like a point. Like, even if you buy a new one every year, they still go dull. Like, mm. I sharpen my knives. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I try to hone it every time before you use it. And honing is just the uh, if you have the honing blade, it's the round fire poker looking thing that's in the chopping block. Yeah, Bobby Flay, is that you? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, Use one of those, keeps it sharp. And it'd be like, you want to have a really sharp knife because it makes it so easy. Like, I hate prep work because it takes forever, but having a dull knife makes it so hard. Yeah. So, like, if you're spending forever trying to cut potatoes and whatnot, uh, get a sharp knife. Or if you don't want to use a knife, um, get a mandolin. However, comma, be very careful with those. Um, I haven't watched Kitchen Mandalorian Tech. yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it, with um, mandolins, I like them, but they also terrify me, which is why I don't use them. Um, I, I would much prefer to use a knife. But if you're like, if you are pressed for time and you don't want to spend that much time in a kitchen, a mandolin uh, will definitely help out with prep. I mean, make sure you use the guard. And I don't know if you guys, if you're listening to this and you don't even know what a mandolin is. Yeah, I just Googled it and, and there's this weird guitar <laughs> thing that showed up. Oh, that's about the other topic. Uh, <laughs> that's a mood setter. <laughs> no, it's um, the, it's basically just kind of a, uh, a plastic cutting board that has blades built into it. So instead of, you know, using the knife to chop an onion or a potato, you take the whatever it is you want to slice and you just run it back and forth, kind of like a cheese grater over this. And it's got a it, razor razor sharp blades and if you're not careful it will um take a finger like i mean people get injured on those all the time because they're not paying attention um i do have one and it does make me extremely nervous like no one's allowed to touch it but me yeah, yeah. i mean they are they're crazy crazy sharp um eh, 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 clay Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have one of those. <laughs> yeah. So, like, using those are they 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 speed up a lot. I mean, if you're trying to cut a whole bunch of stuff, it can take you a minute to cut everything for dinner. Mm. Side note: Fred just showed us a picture of one. You can't see him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just look it up. <laughs> yeah. That was great for podcast <laughs> form. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was mainly for you guys. It's all right. I'll, I'll edit it into it. It's okay. <laughs> that's funny. not you, but a picture of that. <laughs> I was going to say, if, that, if that's how you're going to do it, just my grainy phone over a grainy camera. <laughs> <laughs> 
but no, like, I, I have actually uh, three of those um, different sizes for different things to be slicing. And uh, like I had them put above my refrigerator in a cabinet that has one of those childproof locks on it, even though all my kids are grown. <laughs> but just because like I don't trust them to go up there and reach for something and just pull their hand back and just slice right through it because those things are sharp. They're yeah. extremely dangerous. But that yeah, I, I prep cucumbers and vinegar a lot using that. Cause I love cucumbers and vinegar and that has been a lifesaver. Cause I used to just cut it with a knife and it'd take me forever. And now I can get done in about 60 seconds. Yeah. They're <laughs> crazy. I mean, that's why they're using the restaurant business. I mean, that's what, I mean, that's literally what most restaurants use. They have like the industrial produce mandolins and they just slice through hundreds of pounds very quickly. Um, so you have those, there's, you know, dime a dozen for different types of prep tools which is why i kind of didn't really want to mention too many but like that one works and then they also have the um like instant um chop i don't i don't know i, I don't exactly know what you call them because they all have different names but basically they're the the ones that have like the multiple blades you put like the onion or the potato on it and just like slam the mm -hmm. oh yeah, yeah. The, it's like a guillotine but for veggies yeah <laughs> I've, I've used those if you can splurge and buy one of the super expensive high quality ones they're really nice but i'm not i'm not about spending a hundred plus dollars for a niche little gadget because they work when you get the really expensive ones because they're made out of like high industrial steel really nice but the uh, the cheap ones are just bad mm -hmm. and you like, end up breaking it you get stuff stuck in it and it just defeats the purpose plus cleaning it's a nightmare i don't say the cheaper you go with that kind of things the cleaning is ridiculous yeah, and that's like the one thing about kitchen stuff that kind of is annoying that you you need to find a good balance between, you know, you don't need the high-end, you know, professional-grade products, but if you're buying, you know, a mandolin for 75 cents, probably is not going to be that good. Expect it to break or, yeah. <clears throat> so, like, for prep... You know, mandolins are probably my recommendation for people trying to speed up the process. And then one little gadget that I have that I actually wanted to mention, it's not really for prep, but it's can be, I guess. I don't know. I don't have my first house, uh, didn't have space in the kitchen. We were just super limited in space, tiny little kitchen. And I wanted to have a food processor. I wanted to have those things because food processors are so nice. And KitchenAid makes a it's a, a handheld mixer or stand mixer, I guess, that comes with multiple attachments, including a uh, a mini food processor. Like it's just like a tiny little two quart food processor that attaches to the bottom of the stand mixer. So it's perfect to make salsas and dip and small little things that you're trying to mince up. <clears throat> it had a like whisk attachment and then the blender attachment and it was only like $50 on Amazon and it was KitchenAid so it's not bad quality mm -hmm. that thing lifesaver <laughs> for, for <laughs> having a tiny kitchen you could have like a you know have a miniature food processor a miniature stand mixer it was nice mm -hmm. I don't know I like <clears throat> do you other than the mandolin like do you use anything 
No, that was actually when I had brought that up to you was what I was going to go with. So when you brought it up, I was like, crap, that was the, the one thing I had written in my notes. <laughs> um, anybody, I mean, I know we're talking about tech here, but anybody who, who has been in my kitchen knows I have two cabinets full of Tupperware because of how much we just like prep. Like when I when I leave and my kids are home alone, if, if I don't, they eat ramen noodles. So like I have to prepare meats that, you know, I, I boil chicken, I, I'll bake chicken, whatever I gotta do, cut it up, put it in the Tupperware. So I've got Tupperware just like everywhere. So that was the other thing I was gonna bring out was just how much, you know, I got for storage. And I also do um, <clears throat> airlock bags as well for a lot of my meat. Just because mm-hmm. if you put in Tupperware, it's just, it's going to go bad a lot faster. But um, yeah, one of the things I've been wanting to to buy, and I just haven't gotten around to it because it's it's a niche item. But I really want to get like a vacuum sealer because you you mentioned the airlock bags. Mm-hmm. So like I've been wanting to get a vacuum sealer for uh, sealing stuff in because you know you get it's it's always cheaper to do bulk in the long run, mm-hmm. but buying bulk stuff doesn't last at least not in my house things just go bad yeah and you know if it's in the fridge or sorry if it's in the freezer sometimes when i thaw it out it's all frostbitten and just nasty so i've been really wanting to get a a, a vacuum sealer that's the problem with buying certain things that you eat like (laughs) especially in the kitchen when you think you know we go through a lot of that so you buy a lot of it and then you don't go through any of it and then like it all goes really bad Mm -hmm. i've noticed that with like milk for instance we'll go we went through a lot of milk this week so we'll buy like an extra one and then no one has any milk for the entire week (laughs) that happens happens all the time again without fail like we'll go through phases Mine was yogurt. I went through a phase where I was just really enjoying having just a uh, you know strawberry yogurt with you know breakfast, and splurged and bought a whole bunch of yogurt. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna eat this. I didn't touch it. Mm-hmm. None of it. You know, all went bad. And it was just like, hmm. and of course, as soon as it goes bad, I'm like, oh man, I could go for some yogurt. So yeah. we just like end up repeating this vicious cycle. Thankfully, my kid likes yogurt, so we just shove it in her mouth, and she's happy. Yeah. yeah, that that's the one thing about Tupperware too that I've I've had to experience with my kids and and my wife um, is that if you put it in Tupperware and put it in the refrigerator, they consider that leftovers and they don't like eating leftovers. Even though you just made it and you just put it in storage and it, it's fresh, if you're like, uh, yeah, I made supper, it's in the refrigerator. All you gotta do is get it out and eat it. They're like, ah, I don't like leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> so like it all goes to waste, unfortunately. But you ever had something in the kitchen or in the the fridge that you forgot was in there, and then you like open the fridge one day and you just look at the Tupperware container. It's like hmm, I can afford new Tupperware. <laughs> all the time, all the time that happens. Yeah, we, we, we had actually... we had wagon wheel soup one time that had been in there for I think by about six months, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'd rather just throw it away than open that and smell it. So. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> we're actually having to buy some new Tupperware just because we've done that so often. Yeah, we'll just forget something's in there because it'll get pushed to the back of the fridge, and then you've got to clean it out one day, and you're just like, "How long's that been in there?" Yeah. Hey, what did we eat that was green? And it was just like, mm, pretty sure that was vegetable beef stew. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure that was chicken. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, oh god. Nothing's worse than when onions go bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, for for prep, at least, there's not really too many things. There's, there's 
too many gimmicky items out there especially you know if you watch like food network and whatnot or you see all the the tv ads there's just a bunch of gimmicky stuff i mean basically all you really need is if you have a lot of stuff to do and you're in a hurry or if you've got kind of mandolin's really nice if you've got bad hands you got arthritis or something because you know they do have the mandolin cards so you know make sure you actually use it um but those are fantastic to fly through prepping a lot of stuff um if you are scared of one which you know healthy degree of respect and fear is okay with those guys because they will mess you up good quality knife that you keep sharp <clears throat> and uh cutting board i mean that's basically all you need for prep work yeah we, we probably could have went more into depth than this had i done any notes other than the one thing you had brought up so <laughs> I, I, I looked i like, i spent the last couple of days really looking trying to find stuff to talk about regarding prep because i mean this stuff really excites me but you know there wasn't really anything that was mainly about prep like you know i could talk about you know a KitchenAid mixer and whatnot but that's not prep yeah you know? when it comes to actual prep stuff you've got well this is just the beginning we can yeah. we'll go on tangents in future yeah. weeks so. oh no we will but, I, mean, like, <laughs> I didn't want to get on here and start talking about gimme think gimmicky things like oh get a slap chop you know well, that's yeah. kind of the stuff that preps got is you know a lot of those gimmicky items like slap chops and stuff <laughs> yeah i hate to backtrack here but clay have you really not watched the mandalorian no i haven't i watched the first episode and you're off the show get off the show just trolling you've really <laughs> never seen it no i haven't oh so okay uh i'm not the biggest star wars fans i have watched old movies but unfollow but yeah, I know The Mandalorian is good. I want to see it. I, I watched the first episode. I like it. I just... Um... This is no longer like a show about dads talking about stuff. <laughs> this is now going to be a show about hazing Clay and <laughs> chronologically like, okay. you know, logging his adventures through The Mandalorian experience. I do, I do that's, want that's to what see it. Is. I do want to see it. Uh, I, I'm just trying to get my wife into it because she doesn't like Star Wars at all. So next but... week when we do this... You have to like we're gonna you're gonna do one episode a week and you're gonna tell us about it the experience <laughs> <laughs> happening. You have no choice in this matter anymore. So yeah, um, what happens is when I have free time, like for myself, I like to play video games. So I only watch TV shows uh, with her because if I have the time, I, I just I just always tend to just could, play. Could we get her on this show? I would love. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not even kidding. I would love to get both of you guys like to watch it every week and then come on and just like I want to hear the experience of her just being like this was just garbage. <laughs> yes, it would be like, to open the segment. We want an apology stuff. every time. <laughs> Why is there a, a green baby? Because <laughs> 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 I mean, alien, aliens in Star Wars are very very weird, and she doesn't usually watch watches stuff like that so it's, I, I mean i'll admit if you're not big uh, into star wars this is probably not going to be that great for you if i'm being honest you, she you either gotta be into star okay. wars or western tropes so yeah <laughs> but 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 she uh, like uh, my sister doesn't like star wars and and her boyfriend got her into the mandalorian and she loved it so i okay. think there's a chance maybe the mandalorian's really good i mean like i have been really turned off by what star wars has turned into i mean the last 
I don't know what four movies they've re- basically everything they released recently except for the Mandalorian uh, and this is live action stuff Trey before you kill me or um, Rogue One has been garbage you didn't like, like Solo? no oh. Solo was terrible oh. <laughs> I, I mean I, I watched it but man the acting was just bad I don't know if it was true but I, I read multiple times that they had to have acting coaches on scene to uh, like help them get through each scene. Well, it's because they were mimicking other real life actors who are like you know big actors. Like yeah. uh, they like Billy D. Williams and Harrison Ford act a very specific way. I know, but I mean, like it was just not good. I don't know. Like there there are, there are ways it could have been done. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, haven't watched, I haven't watched Solo and I haven't watched the last uh, Rise of, of Skywalker. I think it's, it's not good. I'm sorry. I, I don't care. Like, I know it was a box office success, but because I mean, I went and saw it in theaters and it was just bad. I mean, the acting wasn't good. Personally, I didn't think the acting was good. I have nothing against the actors and actresses, it just wasn't good for them, I guess. And then it's the same storyline. Like, why didn't they come up with something better or new? No, let's come up with the exact same storyline verbatim. Like, ooh, we're going to have a big, spooky, you know, Earth-ending starship or space station. And we're going to blow it up by flying into a tiny hole and blowing up the core and then running away in this epic flyaway scene. And it's just like, this is... Like, I thought I know we weren't that... talking about the other topic. Now we're flying into tiny holes. <laughs> <laughs> Not so tiny anymore. But anyway. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> but no. Um... Come on. Come on, uh, Fred. This is a, a Christian podcast. <laughs> I'm pretty sure none of us are religious on here. <laughs> if we were, we wouldn't be here on Sunday morning doing a podcast yeah, at true. 8 o'clock in the morning. That's true. That's going to be my excuse next week. When you guys plan for an 8 o'clock Sunday thing, I'm going to be like, um, you know, I just found God. <laughs> <laughs>